I think we really got something here. It's like, no, that's not a thing. You gotta tell them that you ate your exes. We are some creative guys. Are we about to kiss? No. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon. We're recording this episode later in the day, so the energy is probably going to be a little bit different, but I like it. I'm feeling more hyped than normal because a lot of times we record these on like a Sunday afternoon and I just, I'm not feeling the same level of enthusiasm or adrenaline. So we're coming at you with a Wednesday night special. And uh, we, we've already done some content today, so I'm feeling productive. We we did a little vlogging, got some uh, – we figured it's looking really fally outside now. I mean, you guys heard our last episode. It was very fall-based, talking about different activities. We're going to go to a pumpkin patch um, Ooh, I'm coming up. Yeah, going to have a vlog for that too, right? We're going to vlog yes, a little bit. Yes, we are. So, uh, yeah, we're just – we're trying to get in the season spirit. Um, and I, you know, I'm ready for the, the episode tonight. I'm, I'm feeling good. Feeling yeah. the vibes. Yeah, definitely feeling some, uh, maybe not so much spooky vibes, but definitely just like some fall vibes. And like we went outside, a lot of leaves out there, throwing them up in the air, just like the olden days. I know you've talked about, you used to play in the leaves, make a, I, I guess just like make a pile of them. Raking leaves back in the day, I feel like that was a way to get your kids to do the things you didn't want to do. You're like, oh, I got this really fun activity. Take that rake and then take all those leaves and put them in a pile. Yeah, I see what you're about. Yeah, and now all of us kids don't want houses with yards because we don't have to rake leaves. Yeah, it literally, <laughs> that's what it did to all of us. Now that's, we're just very anti that. <laughs> that really impacted our generation. Yeah. Uh, well, on today's episode, we're talking about a few things. We're going to do an audience question. Uh, well, that should take a little bit because it's a, it's a relatively deep question. Um, and then we're also going to talk about a little bit of superhero stuff at some point in the episode, specifically my favorite superhero. Find out more on who that superhero is in a little bit here. Um, and then aside from that, we're going to kind of just see where this uh, this episode goes because we don't know. We do not know, but we were having a really good conversation before we hit Live. Do you remember what that conversation? No, but I know it was really good. <laughs> Dang it, dude! What were we talking about? Dude, we had all kinds of good talk. We I even said, "Let's stop talking about this because let's save it for the podcast." And I can't think I, of. At first, I thought I was kidding about not remembering, but I I actually don't remember at all. Oh like, I don't no. Remember. I don't remember a single thing we talked. About. Okay, let's just talk about the audience question. Yeah, then, we'll do the audience question. If it comes back to us, then we'll uh, we'll go over it. So, question is. If you had five minutes where everyone in the world could hear you, what would you say? I want you to go first. Great. I have to go first. Okay. Uh, I'm go actually, first. I I almost want to do – I don't know if you want to do it this way, but why don't you pretend that you do have five minutes. The world is watching, okay. and you talk to them. Okay. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Steven. You might have seen me on YouTube as Stephen Russell B. That's Stephen with a V. None of that PH trash, as I've been known to say. Just want to point out, he already did a shout out. <laughs> he's already, oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. already promoting his channel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on in this world here today. But the first thing that you must know is that if you wear a mask, you are protecting not only yourself, but the people around you. In addition, when you are, for my American friends, because obviously everyone in the world can hear me right now as I'm making this announcement, please consider voting at this upcoming election. And please choose the candidate in which you truly believe is going to do the best job as being the president of the United States. Uh, in addition, aliens exist. It's not a question. It's an absolute do they walk among us? I like to believe so, from time to time. In addition, ghosts. They're not something that you can just say exist. Similar to Zodiac. When I say Zodiac, I'm making a reference to the fact that you can't just bank on the day in which you were born deciding on what type of TV shows that you like, what type of relationships you like, and how you like to eat your potato chips. Sam's going to hate this. <laughs> 
Last but not least, tell the, someone that you love them and do good things because eventually this world will pass you by. And by the time it's over, you're going to feel a lot better if you did good things the way that you wanted to do it and the way that uh, you can be proud of rather than being a D-bag or a clown. And I don't mean a literal clown. I mean like acting like a clown for your entire life. Uh, and go Cleveland sports. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Incredible. I speak on behalf of the world. We needed that in these trying times. We needed that. You got oh something my better? gosh. Uh, what you got. All right. Is the clock on me now? <laughs> Clock's on you. Hey, folks, Brandon here. I'm going to start off by saying don't listen to anything I have to say. <laughs> All right. I'm a straight white male. There's been enough of me speaking for a long time. I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of wisdom to pass on to anybody. I just have my own experiences, some of the things that I've learned. I don't got anything to save anybody. What I will say, some of the things that I have learned in my life. Video games are fun. Uh, <laughs> nothing matters. We all die eventually. Um, and learning how to um, minimize how intense things feel through that perspective can be extremely helpful. Because sometimes things feel like the end of the world. When in the grand scheme of things, we all die in the end anyways. And it all goes to black. What I'm saying is, people of Gotham. Because I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> check out my music on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and... You stop taking things so personally, all right? <laughs> Not everything is about you, okay? We need to stop thinking everything um, is about <laughs> ourselves. If someone says all men suck, is that really about me? No, I'm pretty great. <laughs> this is not what I envisioned, but go on. <laughs> Ipso facto, may the force be with you. I'm just imagining like just this intercom in the sky and people are just listening to this just like ridiculous speech because I'm just thinking how everyone's like oh my god what's going on are aliens coming down here and it's just Brandon telling people to listen to his music me just like yeah check out my YouTube people, everyone's like going to my YouTube channel they're like do ghosts exist what is this video? they're just like very uh, concerned and then we just have I, I really do feel like you'd have to do something for the sake of comedy, just knowing you. You'd be like... The whole speech was for the sake yeah, of comedy. Exactly. Like, I, I think that's about on brand. It, it would be terrifying, though, if all of a sudden, if someone just put you in the spot and said, all right, everyone can hear everything that you're going to say. What are you going to say? Yeah. I, I, I don't... I, part of me, when I saw this question, was just like, no one needs to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's a really... Uh, like, it is definitely, like, it's a deep question because it's, like, uh, so many things that you'd want to say. But then it's also, like, I feel like I might just end up just tripping over my words and just talk about, like, something not important. <laughs> but you, I mean, your YouTube channel. Yeah, my YouTube channel. Are you kidding me? I, I'd like to hope that if I announced it to every person on planet Earth, I'd get at least a few subscribers. <laughs> oh, uh Typically, we don't point out the comments, but what a surprise. Jess likes Stevens more. That's, <laughs> that really surprises me, Jess. <laughs> yeah, over the years, you are over the years. We've had, we haven't been doing this for that long, but we definitely have had like some people who pick sides between us. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why I hate when you do the comparison thing. Steven likes to do this comparison thing where he's like, okay, which of one of us is the best on Tuesdays? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... This honestly probably depends on who you're asking and which one of us they like more in that exact moment. <laughs> no, it doesn't even have. So, are you saying that it's similar? Like you and I are like Michael Jordan and LeBron. Like you uh, could you could say that 
You can make the argument for which one of us is the goat. Oh, I thought we were more of teammate. I thought we were. We talked about being Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Oh yeah, now we're Dwayne Wade and LeBron. <laughs> or Anthony Davis and LeBron. Oh yeah. What? Which is the better duo to you? Anthony Davis, LeBron. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that duo is unstoppable. Well, they won in their first year together. Yeah, it's unstoppable. I heard someone talk about how they think they might get six. I, that's the thing. If they get six, how can you just say that the goat conversation is over? If he, yeah, if he gets six, he has to be the goat. <laughs> it would be nuts. I know it, it would have to have been in like twelve or thirteen championships or something. So, like from a, a sheer ratio, it's not as good. But at the same time, that's so. But if many he does championships, if he does six in a row. Yeah, but six in a row. Yeah, but like <laughs> six in a row is a lot. You don't think it's possible? Who's gonna take them down? I don't know. You don't think there's free agents out there who are like, "Ooh, Lakers oh are looking God. pretty good now." I know. People were nervous about the Lakers before, but now they want a championship. They could get so many good. Like they're talking about like Luka Doncic, like just like all the players that could go there. Yeah, because even if LeBron. Like, he's later in his career, he's not the best player. He's still going to be incredible as a facilitator. Even if he's, like, the 25th best player in the NBA. Are you telling me that he wouldn't be more valuable than the 25th best player in the NBA, just having him on your team? That's what I'm saying. Like, they've talked about Anthony Davis kind of, like, LeBron kind of molding him into the guy for the team. Um, now Anthony Davis has a championship under his belt, so you know he's going to perform even better the next time around. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, and everybody become gets in better shape when they get with LeBron because he teaches people how to train. Look at Kevin Lo- GQ Kevin Love now. Dude. He used to be big guy Kevin Love. <laughs> so maybe that'll be good for Anthony Davis's health because he used to get hurt all the time. Yeah, he's got every. When you play with LeBron, you're just like in tip top shape. Yeah, you got to impress the guy. You know, this uh, just sparked a thought in my head that one of the things we talked about beforehand was. Uh, if we like me negotiating, keeping certain, uh, <laughs> that was the one thing that I can remember. I can't remember anything else though. Yeah. That wasn't what we were just talking. Yeah. We were talking about, so we want to do a guest for the Halloween episode. And if you remember our episode with Jess, um, uh, the audio was just garbage. I mean, part of it was I accidentally had our microphones turned up too loud. Um, so the settings were a little off, but some of it was there was an echo from the thing. So what we need is a third mic that hooks into our current setup. So we were talking about getting a new mic, and Steven's like, the only thing we got to figure out is who would have it at the end. And he's like, like if I wanted it, you pay me your half. <laughs> so I would pay him so that he could have the mic. Steven's already negotiating. He's a swindler. Yeah. Common swindler's trick. I, I, I am a... Uh... I'm definitely negotiating. Do you think you'd be a good uh, car salesman? If like you, if that was your passion, do you think you'd be really good at it? Oh, yeah. I'd definitely be good at it. I'd be the best. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and we were talking about uh, – she posed a question. We can actually answer this question. Mm. Um, there was a tweet that said, would you rather have you talk to 10 years younger you or have 10 years older you talk to you now? So answer that, and then I'll tell oh, you. Oh, like which one would be more valuable? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I guess if I'm just thinking in terms of, like, I would hate to undo everything that's happened up to this point. Like, I think it would technically be more valuable for me now to talk to me 10 years earlier because I feel like I get a jump start on everything. But I do feel – so I, I, I guess that would be my answer because it's just like – there's more value, but I hate the idea of like undoing what's already happened. Hmm. Well, I I said the what you just said. I because I also felt like I think me now is much more capable of making decisions based off of logic than me back at eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, I I already am a probably a more like if you take like the average person, I probably am more emotional than the average person. And back then I was even more emotional than I am now, uh, just in general, but also like my ability to process through hormones and stuff. Um, when you're younger, you just aren't as good at it, uh, biologically speaking. So I think that if I had me now talk to me back then, I'd have a definitive thing 
that said, these times that are going to feel very intense for you, you know, just sit through them, be patient through them, uh, keep your head down, you know, whatever. I, I think I had a really hard time accepting that reality. And every time things felt really intense, I felt like I had to pivot something and, and change stuff. And I think it, uh, it really led to a habit of inconsistency, which, you know, as uh, my closest friend, that one of my flaws, I guess, is my inability to remain consistent in a lot of things. So um, I, I think I think it would be better that way. Whereas, like, not that 10 years older me wouldn't be valuable for me now, but I just think I'm more capable now of handling life than I was back then, so I could definitely use it more back then. Dude, no, like, absolutely no doubt. I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, it is so crazy how just from ages, like, 18 to 28, like, basically you're the whole first half of your 20s. I know we talked about this one time at the DMV. Um, pretty much the whole first half of your 20s, I feel like it is – it's there's so much trial and error. There's so much uncertainty. Like it's so so anxiety ridden of just trying to figure things out. And then like the the later half of your twenties, from my experience so far, I just feel a lot more comfortable with myself. Like I feel like I'm a lot more control of what's going on. Before I used to feel like life was always happening at me. I feel like now I get to have more control over things. And it's not like anything has really changed. It's just like you 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 like you've been through more things so you know how to react better to things like before i mean when you try something in a situation whether it's at your job or in a relationship and uh it 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 doesn't pan out like it doesn't go very well well you learn the next time not to do that and i feel like uh, you just get a lot more comfortable so you're absolutely right like 18 year old me is so different like uh, I, i so badly wish that i um would have just gotten a better start on a lot of things in my life. Like it would be great if I started doing more video stuff when I was like 18 and I was consistent. Like imagine if I would have done my YouTube channel back then with the same energy level that I have now. I don't know that it makes sense, but if I could do that, I'd be a lot further along. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and it also probably would have been even more innovative back then, you know, like I don't think YouTube was as, common of a thing as it is now so you doing that stuff might have even had uh more rapid results because it would have been something that maybe people hadn't seen before or you know whatever whereas now not that anyone's seen necessarily what you're doing but different versions of different things and you know it's tough it's it's harder once you get more quantity of like being the person that stands out you know it's like a uh, big fish, big pond, small fish, big pond, whatever you want to uh, say that you are. Um, so it's it's a little, a little harder to do that. But the reason I thought about this was because I was thinking when we did the car salesman thing, when I was 21, I bought my car for like $16,000. I didn't have $16,000. So I took out a, a loan for it. And that loan like crippled me <laughs> for a lot of years. And like, just little decisions like that that ended up impacting me well into my twenties. You know, even little things like that. It'd be like, you don't need that, <laughs> that one year old car. Um, you know, now it's paid off and it's fine, but it's also like little decisions like that. I, I could have been uh, better with and having me talk to me about it as opposed to, I mean, even like hearing from your parents, I think it's, it's, sometimes easier to to tune them out when you're younger it's because it's like you you're not me you don't know my life you don't know my experiences you also want to become independent so it's easier to be like fuck you dad i'm doing my own thing you know um but if it's coming from myself you know who's more a reliable source than myself when it comes to me in my life yeah but would you really want to undo What's happened in the 10 years? Like, that's the tough part for me. Because I feel like a lot of it... Like, I just... It, it's definitely just, like, it's a scary thought to think of, like... I already know what happens in the 10 years, so if I had to, like, undo it all and then do it all over again, even if I feel like I gave myself an, an advantage, just, like, I still don't know what that would be like. Well, I just feel like... I mean, this is obviously a hypothetical scenario, like, where time travel is <laughs> is a thing. So Could be nice. if, if we're talking about that scenario where you have that opportunity to do that, I think if I had to pick between 
either of them, I I would still be okay with uh, changing some of my path with things. I and I think mostly because, um, not because I regret anything, but I just even if nothing necessarily changed in terms of like where my life ended up, but even just for my stress level, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, like my stress about things, my anxiety about things, even getting into phases of depression. Um, you know, I think that it would have been really nice to have a little more perspective that I think that I have now about things, um, you know, being a little less intense than they felt in the moment, you know? Um, but you know, obviously this is a, as a hypothetical, a fantasy suggestion. So it's, uh, I, I see what you're saying though. It's like, it's the it's the common idea of like everything that's happened has made us who we are, so we are where we should be, mm-hmm. um, which I agree with. But in this hypothetical, I'm just I think that that would be the option I would choose. Yeah, like I think one of the things I think about for myself is because I mean you even mentioned this the other day like I'm definitely a late bloomer. Like it definitely took me a while to get to even where I'm at at this point. Like this version of me is radically different than this than the version of me five years ago or the version of me five years before that, I feel like like definitely did not peak in high school. It's definitely not, never been one of those kind of people. And I do feel like, like just using YouTube as an example, I feel like I'm really far behind in a lot of ways. Like I feel like since I didn't do this content stuff, like growing up, I wasn't around like the creative scene all the time. I always feel like I'm playing catch up. And I feel like I have to work like five times harder than other people just to help chip away at getting up to where they are at now because like I look at someone like there's a lot of big like David Dobrik is what like 24 years old he's like four years younger than me and he's got what 16 million subscribers or something like that and I mean that's obviously like a, a very extreme example but just I think sometimes about how oh man I'm so far behind when I look at someone like that towards like hitting any goals on a platform like YouTube but I do feel like there's that extra little like push on my day today because I like playing from behind I feel like it's just extra motivating for me so I just I wonder what it would be like if I wasn't such in my mind the underdog or if I would have created a new narrative in the situation because I just don't know what it would be like well and and to go off of your both that and your perspective of do you really want to undo everything I I think even your thought process of I feel like I'm catching up to me I think there aren't any actual timelines for anything. So even though there is a David Dobrik who's super successful at 24, even though there is a, a Tana Mojo who's successful at, what is she, like 22 or something? I, yeah, something like that, 22, 23. Yeah, even younger. Um, even though the, that is a possibility, John Hamm, I think, was a waiter at 40 and then got the role of Don Draper in Mad Men. And now he's a super successful actor and fame like he did what he wanted to do and it, it, it took till his 40s for it to happen i remember i um i was listening to a podcast uh a psychology podcast uh they they had the um uh the author of the book the subtle art of not giving a fuck and he talked about this famous author um who was like a drunk, a bum, and didn't do anything. And then when he was like in his 60s, he wrote a book and it was a bestseller. And now all of a sudden he was like revered as this incredible person and author, but he was a bum. Yeah. But just this one thing way into his life he did and it was highly respected. And um, that's what I'm just saying, like, you know, I hear some people talk about, you know, when they're going through college, because the idea is you go to high school for four years and you go to college for four years. If then you got a master's program, you go another two years, like I have to do this timeline so that when I'm 24, I'm out into the real world. And it's just like, I mean, maybe ideally that's what you want to do. But if you need to figure things out, um, it, you know, be lenient with yourself. Not everybody processes things the same way. Not everybody, uh, has their identity figured out right away Uh, you know you might have uh your environment really impacts uh your genetics a lot um psychologically speaking and so you're that late bloomer aspect you know think about it to to use an example of your life um 
18-year-old you uh, was probably even more reluctant to do something like YouTube videos because you didn't come from that world, but also because the people around you didn't come from that world, so you might have felt judged if you had started doing that stuff. I think even when we started talking about doing the podcast and stuff, there was still a little bit of that with you because I remember you were doing comedy videos thinking that that's what people expected of you. And then we started talking about, well, what do you want to do? Is that really how you... Like, is that what you feel your identity is on YouTube? And then you started to figure that out. So even into like, what was that? When you were like 26, 25, 26, Mm -hmm. like you didn't start branching out into doing what you believed was your true identity until midway through your 20s, you know? So I I think that uh, there needs to be some leniency when we think about our life and, and the timelines that we're on because not everybody goes through the same thing. And... Honestly, so much of it is luck. Like David Dobrik um, made a couple vines that went crazy and then just took a chance and moved out to L.A. and started vlogging before vlogging was even a thing. And it just ended up being successful. Like I don't like not that he didn't work hard or anything, but um, like even Bo Burnham, I, I, I talked about him. He was on Conan. And he talked about if you... Conan's like, uh, you know, um, what would you say to people who might want to like go down this path that you went down? And Bobanum's like, don't. <laughs> and he's like, he kind of rephrased it. He's like, don't listen to guys like me who just got lucky. Like he posted a couple videos online for his aunt and uncle, and they ended up blowing up. And now he's got a career in comedy. Like it wasn't like he was grinding on YouTube weekly posting stuff. He got lucky. And that's part of it. So I think you just got to um, be patient with yourself. That, and that's what I would want to tell 18-year-old me is, you know, I know it's you probably hear it from a lot of people, be patient with yourself. But truly, 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 like even when things feel like they're going a million miles an hour, just kind of sit through them. Be patient. Things will get more clear as you become less emotional and you'll be okay. Yeah. Do you, so do you believe that there is like a, a timeline at all or like, like basically, do you give up at any point on something, or do you just keep keep going after it? Well, like I think uh, I think maybe the okay. So I'll just talk about my my approach at this point. You know, I don't have anybody that I'm technically responsible for. Like I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. Um, obviously, I have really close friends. I have a girlfriend. I have family. People that are important to me, and I want to pleased to a certain extent because I care about them. Um, but I'm not directly responsible for, um, what they do with their life. Just like they're not directly responsible for what I do with mine. We're independent of one another, although we might support each other. Um, so at this point I can, I can strive for anything I want as intensely as I want. Um, and my, even within that bubble, I still have the mindset of I'm doing what I want to do because I want to do it. You know, I, do I want a bunch of people to find my music and become successful? Sure. But I know that a lot of that isn't in my control other than what I produce and the quality of what I produce. Um, you know, like what, I, you know, how often I'm, the quantity and quality, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. The, and uh, the more things you put into the universe, the better chance the universe has of uh, reciprocating some sort of attention with it or whatever. Um, now as my life goes on and let's say I, I, I get married, I start a family. Now I have people that are directly involved. Priorities change. Um, but I still think that you can do what you love to a certain extent. You just might not be able to do it more intensely. Like I could still see me in my forties writing music posting music and putting it on Spotify for people to listen. Like, I still think that was a mistake that I made where I went like three years without writing a new song. You know, that surprised you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to make the mistake again. Cause I, I recognize what music is for me and how I need it. And then, um, also being able to do things like, uh, video games and like making content with video games. That's just something it's not even effort. It's just like, I like to do it. And I was thinking about this the other day because I started this. Uh, if you guys don't know, I started a gaming channel called Flippin' Gaming. So if you want to subscribe to that on YouTube, I'm not really even promoting it. I'm just, I just made it and it's up there. If you want to watch it, you watch it. If you don't, whatever. But like, 
I what I was thinking about the other day was there are these games that I want to play that it would be so cool to like go back and be like, oh, like like 20 years down the road, I would be pumped to go back to my flipping gaming channel and be like, oh, Katana Zero, I forgot about that game. That little indie game that I played was sick. I forgot about that. Maybe I'll go play that again or I'll, I'll watch this video. Like I'm pumped about that that idea. Um, and so I'm, I'm a lot less, I care a lot less. I want to have goals. We always set goals in the beginning of the year and I want to strive for things. But at the same time, um, I've kind of gotten into a place where I'm not super hung up on the uh, the external factors, like even to a certain extent, uh, what is considered successful. Because I'm just doing what I love, and that's when it comes to my life, that's all I care about. So, I, but what what is your perspective on this? I, I I just I like the idea of not feeling like things work on timelines because I, I do feel like there's a lot of randomness to life. You can't just say, I want to be married by this age, kids at this age, um, established by this age. Like it, it literally doesn't work that way because if life worked that way, first off it'd be boring if it just was that same way for every single person. And like, I mean, how, how, like a, a good example for me is if you just told me, that I would be living in West Virginia at any point in my life. I'd be like, how, how, like, how does that possibly end up happening? Um, if you told me that at any point I was going to live in Tennessee, I'd probably be like, Oh, okay. That's kind of a surprise. Like I, I didn't ever plan on doing those things. Those things kind of just happened. Obviously I had a, uh, a say in it to a certain extent, but there's things that happen. Like I said, I was going to be married at 28. I'm clearly not married at 28. And I, I just feel like things happen like you, you still have to go out there and, and and try to make things happen, but you can't manipulate every single situation to work out on, on a favorable timeline for you because that's just that's not how it works. So if you really enjoy doing something and it's not ruining your life, like you like you're happy doing it, then you've won. If you're happy with doing something, it doesn't matter how old you are. If everyone says you should give up on your dreams, if you're happy, why would you give up on your dreams? Uh, because that to me at the end of the day like if it makes you happy to do that and you're not making as much money if you don't have a problem with you know not being loaded i don't see why that's an issue so i i, I kind of just feel like continue to pursue things and do things for as long as it's great and i feel like a lot of times people give up on those things because it's no longer worth the investment of doing that thing versus the alternative like at a certain point sometimes people are just like i would rather have a family than I would like go in and do or go out and do stand up five nights a week. And once that happens, like then that's that decision is made for you. I just feel like we act like giving up on something is like a sign like you just completely failed. But a lot of times it's not, you didn't give up. You just react like attributed you, you re uh, attributed your time, which I think is a normal part of life. Like I'm doing different things today than I was a few years ago where I'd be maybe doing a, uh, improv comedy class right now now i'm doing a podcast and like i made that decision because it was a better return on my investment and i enjoyed it more to just do podcasting and i just feel like that same thing should apply to all scenarios that you go through in your life yeah i think um there are two ends of the spectrum that i never want to be on i never want to be on the side that doesn't really do much and complains that nothing's happening for me and then i don't want to be on the side of the spectrum where this is where I used to be, where I was doing a lot, and I'm complaining that things aren't happening for me. Um, because that changes the reason I'm doing it. When I was pursuing music the first time around, and I'm sorry if I'm a broken record at this point, but this is when thinking of sp speaking to my younger self, I think this is one of the points that I would make to myself is when I was pursuing music, it, it no longer was about... Um, pursuing music because I loved it and because I wanted to do something uh, inspiring. I wanted to, to inspire myself. I wanted to do something that I cared about. It became, oh, this has to be my job, so I have to be successful. And if things don't work out in terms of like only two people show up at my show, it's a failure. I'm a failure. Everything's falling apart. My voice wasn't perfect that night. It sucked. Instead of just being like, holy shit, I'm on stage performing. 
Like that's dope. I love this. I love performing. And so I want to be in that sweet spot of the spectrum. You know, I talked about not doing anything and complaining nothing's happening or doing a bunch and complaining nothing's happening. I want to be in the middle where I'm doing stuff that I love to do. And I also, um, you know, still striving for stuff, but also, you know, like caring enough to strive for things, but not caring about a lot of the things that I am not in control of. Um, like the numbers or the, uh, the fame, the, the fortune that could come from any sort of content or art project that I might do. Because again, it's just like when thinking about a lot of this stuff, the t- only timeline that I want is a, is a timeline that's sustainably successful for my happiness. And I'm happy with, like we talked about this, like I was losing a little bit of motivation with my music channel. Cause I felt like I had put myself in a box where I just, you know, covers, I like to do covers sometimes, but sometimes they're not my favorite thing to do, but I do them because that's the best chance I have of getting people to find my stuff and then want to hear me do other stuff. So I kind of felt in a box with that. And that was kind of taking away the passion a little bit. Um, and I want to have that versatility to, to continue doing things because I want to do them. So having this gaming channel is like, I want to play games. I want it to make sense that I play games. So throwing game videos on a music channel, uh, kind of makes sense. And I don't, I don't want to dilute my audience for my music channel. I want people that like my music to stay for my music, but I also just want to play games and would like to make content out of that. So I have this other channel and I'm like reinvigorated by it. Like I can't wait to stream again and make a video out of it. Um, and I haven't felt that way for like a month or so. And so it's just like these little things uh, are all in this hope of this sustainable, um, cause I don't think that happiness in itself is a permanent thing. Like I think it comes in, in, in phases and, um, you know, have, having that, uh, that sweet spot uh, where you are putting yourself in environments where your happiness is more easily att- obtainable or attainable um, is what I hope to do. And, you know, I, I, I take that with me with relationships, like having a partner who's not only someone I um, am romantically into, but also is just such a great friend and a supporter of the things that I do. Like, I want that because I think that is more sustainable than uh, just a person that I'm really into for the, the euphoric states, you know, and with music or, or uh, gaming, like any of these uh, creative endeavors. I don't just want to do, um, you know, what is the heat of the moment. I want to have all these things that I do that I love to do. And when I'm in the mood for something else, I want to do that. And when I come back to be in the mood for this, I want to do this. I think that helps me stay um, attentive and present in my life. Yeah. I'm getting really long-winded. I apologize. Uh, now, I feel bad. I feel like I'm over-talking. Dude, but if it, you over-talk one more time, you know what actually that made me think about? The uh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's what yeah, we were talking yeah, yeah. about. If that's what we were talking about. It. Yeah, this, what this, did you say, though? Do you remember specifically what you said? Um, that's really interesting. Something along the lines of It was that. So, Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, so I like went on this whole thing, <laughs> and... Um, it, Steven had the most like basic response <laughs> and, and I was, my response to his like, oh, that's interesting response is like, that's such a like, fuck you response. <laughs> like you weren't paying attention yeah, at all. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of described it as like, whenever you're a kid, you, you get really excited about something you explain to your dad and your dad just like, oh yeah, that's really interesting. Or he's like, uh, yeah, you're a good kid. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the example I use. You're a good kid. <laughs> they didn't listen to what you said, but they're like trying to yeah. act well, like they're well, present. I mentioned this because like I, I definitely I can I can be guilty of this sometimes where I'm like uh, I'll like zone out on and when I'm supposed to be paying attention to something and then someone will say something to me and I realize towards the end of them speaking I'm like wait a second I'm not actually retaining any of this information and then I can tell there's like a pause. <laughs> And when that pause happens, I know I have to say something. Like I know I could tell it's my turn to talk, but I, I have really no idea what I'm responding to. So those are my favorite types of responses. Just like, like, 
Ah, interesting. When you say interesting or cool, those are like good ways to get out of pretty much anything that was just said to you. Yeah. No, <laughs> that I was telling him that there's been times where I'll, I'll hear someone tell me like the story and they're like really getting into the story. And I, for whatever reason, I'll zone out and I'll be like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like a good, yeah. You're saying, saying that something is crazy or it's interesting or like sometimes, <laughs> uh, sometimes I just go, oh, wow. I do that one too, which I think is actually the worst. But here's the problem is for people that know us, I don't want to set the precedent that anytime that I say, oh, interesting, that I'm not paying attention because sometimes I actually do say, oh, that's interesting because I'm like pondering it and trying to process. But sometimes you didn't hear anything that was said, but but that's why it's a good response because- Sometimes it is genuine, so it, you you leave it up to them to to determine. Basically, which one we're it was. just trying to deceive everybody. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not deceiving. <laughs> we're, we're manipulative piece we're, of shit. We're just telling you if you if you mess up, you didn't pay attention. It not all is lost. We're giving you the playbook for I, social context. I've been doing it twenty eight years of doing this kind of stuff. Twenty nine years white line painting. Twenty eight <laughs> twenty nine years of black line painting. That's the other guy who's kind of like Tim, but not Tim. <laughs> He sounds a lot like Tim. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I did that for that art video that I did. It was a character, and you're like, that sounds a lot like Tim, but it's a subtle difference. What is the difference? <laughs> I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's a little different. But... He does painting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit different. Uh, we should probably get to this uh, the, the gray area. The gray area. Okay. This is. Uh, um. Really taking this gray area segment, to the next level. To the next level, <laughs> um, it's it's really not as deep as we typically <laughs> try to make this segment out to be. But uh, basically, in the news lately, they've been talking about um, Spider Man and how they may be bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the newest installment of Spider Man. And I'm curious. So the idea, did you see Avengers Endgame? Mm-mm. So Avengers Endgame, they like went back in time uh, to get the Infinity Stones and they came back. I can never see it. And, <laughs> and so that's a big thing. But the idea is them doing that has had bigger consequences than they realize. And I think the theory is there's like a multiverse now. Like things uh, from other universes are kind of coming into this universe and so the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man he was actually in the most recent Spider-Man as J. Jonah Jameson so now they're talking about bringing back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield who were the Spider-Mans in the movies before do you think this like multiverse idea is something that interests you do you like that or do you think the superhero stuff is really getting into the weeds at this point. I, I got some thoughts. Okay. Uh, first off, the little teaser I gave early on, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Um, wow, that teaser paid off. Yeah, it really paid off. I'm glad <laughs> that you guys are still uh, – if, if you stuck around, that was the payout right there. <laughs> when, when I was having the long-winded responses, like, all right, we get it, Brandon. We just want to hear just know. who Steven's favorite There you go. Superhero. It's Spider-Man. He just, he's relatable. Um in a lot of ways, I could I could go on all day. My favorite superhero movie ever is Spider-Man Two, the one with Tobey Maguire, and uh, I really, really just like that movie. And I like that um, I like the trilogy. I know the third one is definitely not as good in terms of those three, but it's not bad. It's I mean, good. people still argue that Spider-Man Two is the best superhero movie of all time. Yeah, they people definitely say that uh, it paved the way for like these superhero franchises. Yes, definitely. Because before that a lot of the superhero movies were just garbage. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the Spider movie, Spider-Man movie that came before Spider-Man 2, it was really good. Like, the first Spider-Man, like, that's definitely what, like, piqued my uh, interest. But it was so crazy how much, like, Spider-Man 2 was even better. Like, it was really, really good. And um, I've never seen the ones with uh, Andrew Garfield, so I don't even really know. I know that those ones are not known to be as good, but they're, they're still, like, pretty well uh, respected. No, they're not respected. They're not respected. Okay. No, so they're they're still uh, like they're not bad movies, right? Uh, <laughs> I think oh. if we if we pulled up their Rotten Tomato score, it would be less than fifty percent. Okay, so they're not the best movies. So, uh, to put it 
to put it bluntly, like I would just rather have them make a Spider-Man four or just make like a new Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie because those were good. I don't know why they had to decide, like, why they got rid of him. They were actually going to make a Spider-Man 4. I don't remember why they decided to pull the plug on that idea. Well, and they were also going to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3 with the Sinister Six. So the idea is they're going to do the Sinister... You know what the Sinister Six is, right, in Spider-Man? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> He's your favorite superhero. You don't know what the Sinister Six Dude, is? Dude, I, I forget. I literally haven't watched a Spider-Man movie in, like, a, been a while. The Sinister Six is, like, the main six villains. Like, you got Doc Ock, Vulture, Scorpion, Rhino, um... Who else is part of the Sinister Six? Green Goblin? Uh, might be Green Goblin and... What about like Carnage? Or not, kind of no, they're not part of the best. Sinister Six. Damn. But they're also talking about... Because did you see the Venom movie with Tom Hardy? I never saw it. They're but... talking about bringing Spider-Man into that movie. But have you seen the Tom Holland? No, I never went. I never watched that one. Okay, well, I feel like you should because I actually think he's a really good... Like, I think people. a lot of people talk about how... Toby Maguire was a better um, Peter Parker mm-hmm. than he was a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They talk about Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man than he was a Peter Parker, and Tom Holland is the perfect mesh of both. Okay, so he, like you, he's, he's believable as a nerdy kid, but he is also really clever. So those quips that Spider-Man has. Like with Tobey Maguire, he seems so dorky that you're like, <laughs> oh true. yeah, this guy's talking trash. Yeah, right. And Andrew Garfield is just too cool. So as Peter Parker, <laughs> you're like, this kid's a nerd. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, but Tom Holland can they kind of play it up for both. So, so that's what people's reviews are. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I uh, I'm kind of excited for the like I just feel like because part of it is they're bringing in. So I think Disney acquired. Marvel. Well, Disney has Marvel, but also, like, you know how, like, Sony has some Marvel characters, which is why there's been, like, a big dispute about Spider-Man and Venom and Spider-Man characters and stuff. But Fox also had Fantastic Four. They had X-Men, but now Fox sold it back to Marvel. So now you're going to get Fantastic Four, thinking about rebooting X-Men with uh, Marvel. Man, they just... They love milking all these superhero movies. Like I, I like the superhero movies, but it is—it's definitely annoying when I feel like there's more superhero movies than any other genre. Like it's become like the 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 number one genre in movies. But Marvel's done a really good job. I, I know. I have to admit that like Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame are some of the best like climactic. Like you want a if you've been watching all of these movies to build up to that point, I have never seen something pay off as well as those two movies did. And so if they can do that same thing or even better with this new phase of Marvel with characters from X-Men with characters from fantastic four, I think it'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, I would watch if they did this Spider-Man movie. Like I, I, I think that this would this could get me back into it again because I loved the Tobey Maguire movies so much. Do do you overall enjoy um, the fact that there are so many superhero movies? Like, are are you just all about like give me give me as many different variations as possible, or do you kind of wish the trend would like slow down? I'm fine with it. You know, you you asked me this about Star Wars about how um, do you think that the fact that Disney has Star Wars and they're ma- they're making all this content. Do you think it's going to make the quality of it worse or whatever? And unfortunately I've kind of become consumerist with this stuff that I love, like star Wars stuff. Give me more of it. (laughs) I'm ready for more of it. Like I love star Wars and uh, I, I kind of feel the same way with superheroes. Like growing up, superhero stuff was so awesome. So I'm okay with superhero stuff. And I just avoid the superhero stuff that I'm not interested in. Like I haven't seen all the Thor movies because he was never a superhero that I really liked. I still don't like his character that much. Um, I haven't seen Venom because it doesn't have Spider-Man in it. And I like Venom as a character, but I like him because he's in a, uh, in a opposing force to Spider-Man. Um, so I just, I don't feel overwhelmed by all the superhero stuff because I just watch what I want to watch still. And I think that, um, I'm typically amused by it. Like even Batman v Superman, a lot of people didn't like that one. I liked that movie. I enjoyed it. I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. I didn't like Justice League as much, but I still didn't think that one was as bad as everybody said. Um, 
you know, so I, I'm fine with it. I just watch what I want to watch and I don't get, I try to be easily pleased by that stuff. I don't get too, too hung up on it. And I do like the creativity of the multiverse aspect, especially I like the idea that the events of Avengers Endgame are so impactful that they lead into this whole storyline where new characters are brought in multi, uh, you know, th- this multiverse theory is in here. Have, did you see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated? The cartoon one? No, I, I, I do want to see it because my brother, he's been pushing me to see that one. Yeah, it's so good. I have it. I don't. We could watch it I for would, sure. I would watch it. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that movie is really creative, and I really enjoyed it. So I just... Uh, I forgot about that movie. There's so many Spider-Man movies I know, recently. Dude. Wow. I know. What is that? That's four different types of Spider-Man movies, right? At least, because there's yep. the... Tom Holland, Garfield, and then the Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire plus there's an animated one. Yeah, the animated one is uh, more about Miles Morales, who's like the newer version of um, Spider-Man. Are, are they, aren't they making a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie, or is that am I just making this up now? Um, I might. Well, that was the. I mean, Into the Spider-Verse was he was the main character. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're making a live action yeah, one. Yeah, like a live action one. They might be. I know that they. The Spider-Man game that came out for PS4, I think now, I don't know if it's a new game or if it's just DLC, which stands for downloadable content. Um, you can play mainly as Miles Morales as mm. Spider-Man. Gotcha. People are really excited about that, especially for the PS5. They're yeah, really yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, anything we didn't cover on the Spider-Man um, no, I, I mean, again, I, my overall thought is I don't think that I'm actually really excited to see how this goes, especially because I think it's a cool spin, um, off of what happened in the events of, you know, the last phase, I think it was phase four is what they called it. Phase four Marvel movies. So if anyone's going to do it right, it seems like Marvel, um, Marvel has the, uh, the blueprint. So. Do you, do you think you feel the same way about uh, music? Because, like, it, do you think an artist could release too much music to the point where you'd rather? Because part of the reason why I mentioned this is because, like, you know, Nirvana only had a limited catalog. So I feel like people really, like, there's something that's kind of nice about the fact that, like, they never really released any bad music. They just kind of were, like, they, like, went out on top. I think it's different for movies because it's not like it's the same director for every single Marvel movie. It's not the same crew. It's not the same actors. If I'm in a band, I have to be the creator of everything, every single time. And sometimes creativity doesn't just come to you. Sometimes you need something to spark that. So you get these projects that have new energy every single time because John Favreau works on the first Iron Man and then a new, new director works on Iron Man 2 and a new director works on Iron Man 3 and they all just then come together the Russo brothers then do Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and they like piece together all the parts of all these different directors visions and I I, I like the way that they did that whereas you know the DC movies you know Zack Snyder was like the visionary for everything and I feel like that's where a lot of people went off is like they didn't like Zack Snyder and his vision of it, but you were kind of stuck with it and he had to keep pumping these out. And then, and then, you know, I think because Batman V Superman didn't do very well. Um, I think the studio was like, okay, Zack Snyder isn't the guy in charge. And then Henry, Henry Cavill was tired of it. So he didn't want to be Superman anymore. And then Ben Affleck didn't want to be Batman. So it was just like a mess. It just fell apart. And I could see that with a band, like, I think you do see that with bands feeling pressure to release an album every two years, which used to be the old precedent. Now it's kind of like releasing singles often and maybe an album every two years or something. Um, I think bands, I like the fray, I felt like started to try to shift their music into this more electronic thing. And I can't speak for them, but I don't think they're really doing much anymore. And I don't know if that's because they're not as successful or if it's because they maybe lost some passion for it. You know, they have families now and I don't know. Well, cause could be I, I, I'm partially thinking of just like with uh Eminem, for example, like would people really rather have him just have his uh, first few great albums that he released and just forget all of the more mediocre slash pretty good albums that came after that. I'm just thinking as a fan of Eminem, 
I'd rather just have all of those albums. <laughs> like, I don't like the. It would be of no benefit to me for him to just have like. like I, I guess I just have always kind of liked longevity, I and mean, that's part part of the reason I think why I like LeBron so much is I feel like to me, in a lot of ways, he is the goat because he's continued for like seventeen years into his NBA career, and he's still on top. Like that's unbelievable. Whereas you have some athletes where they have like an incredible five year peak. And then they kind of just fade away after that. Like, I like the artists like Eminem. That's one of the things I really liked about listening to his new album briefly is I really feel like he comes at people being like, look, I'm still here. Like, I'm still, like, doing well. Why would you rather have me, like, um, like, you know, maybe he's not as big as he once was at some point. But, like, he's still out there and he's still relevant all this time later. And, like, to me, that's I, – I just – I like that. And I, I kind of like sometimes when just an artist or something, like – just give me as much content as I can from that person or from like as much as I do bash the superhero movies. If I was, I guess an even bigger fan of superhero movies, I don't think I'd be complaining that much. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if you have the itch as an artist, I think there's no reason to stop, you know, like Eminem obviously still loves rapping and writing. He's a, a lyricist through and through. Um, and so with him, like maybe you didn't like certain projects, but, you were even talking before we started the episode that you like his latest album and a lot of people really liked it. But if he had just stopped, we wouldn't have never, we would have never gotten this album that a lot of people like. So, um, maybe, maybe if you're a person creatively who is going to release some duds, maybe we got to deal with that to then get to something that maybe is reinvigorated or whatever. Uh, so I think, I think people just need to tone it back a little bit. Just like quit being so critical. Yeah, look at look at look at the era in which we live in. Like I'd be hypocrite if I said like too much content. Like I put out so much content all the time. Like some of the stuff I do, even I'm like, yeah, it's probably not that good. But you know, I'm I'm out here. I'm I'm putting stuff out in the universe because eventually I'm, I'm going to hit on some of those things. And right. some in some ways, I feel like that's that's okay. I think it's whatever, uh, however you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Anything else that you wanted to uh, to mention before we sign out here? Uh, actually, yeah, because I think it's a time. By the time that this episode drops, um, I don't know that I'll have my Halloween video out there yet. But somewhere around, or we're getting close to the Halloween uh, drop. This is one of my favorite videos that I've worked on. Brandon is in it with me. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be a long video in comparison to my normal videos, but that's because I wanted to really like like show you the whole journey of staying in this hotel and what the experience was like. So that video is going to be coming out. I'm, I am uh, very excited about that. I'll do some more posts on that um, in the not too distant future. Um, I'm also going to be um, like uh, in Ohio for about a week. So I'll be I, like in terms of my, of my upload schedule, I don't think anything's really going to change. I'll be doing, um, like as, as I always do, I always plan around this type of stuff. So that's not going to change anything, but that's just another, um, another thing I will be doing. And, um, if you haven't already, uh, check it out. I, uh, I created a, another YouTube channel called the Chicago fun times. And, uh, that'll be a channel that you will see Brandon on from time to time. We're gonna be doing some skit videos and things like that. Yeah. And then for me, I, I mentioned in the, in the show, I, I, I don't want to talk about this a lot because, again, I just I don't want to oversaturate people with, oh, go look at this thing, go look at this thing, go look at this thing. I just, especially with my gaming channel, I'm just doing it because I want to do it. But if you are interested, if you like watching gameplay or uh, me, you know, messing around with friends while playing games, I talked to Steven today how I would love to start playing Rocket League together again and uh, have him on some videos with that. Check out Flippin' Gaming. That's F-L-I-P-P-E-N space gaming and uh, check out some of my gameplay videos. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely Chicago fun times. Cause I, one of the things that we talked about before I moved here was doing these skip videos and we've been talking and talking and talking about where, where are these skip videos going to live? And we finally have a place. So please subscribe to that channel and uh, give us some love over there. Um, if you have any questions about today's episode, feel free to give us a call or email us. 
Uh, phone number 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Email is emgpod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us on social media, it's at emgpod on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Everything Must Go Podcast. Make sure you search it with the podcast at the end of it um, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast apps. He is at Stephen Russell B. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. We're signing up. Talk to you next time. Take it easy.